welcome to Do It For The Process, studio conversations for artists and creatives. I'm your host, Emily Jeffords, professional artist, educator, and mother of three. In this podcast, we dive deep into what it means to run a successful creative entrepreneurship, how to stay true to your art while also growing your creative business. And I always give a gentle reminder to fall in love with the process all along the way, because I firmly believe your creative business is only as strong as your creative practice. And with that, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, Do It For The Process community. I'm really happy to be with you today. Today, we're going to talk about something that is near and dear to my heart and to my creative practice, and that is working in collections and how I launch my artwork in collections really, really effectively to the point that they sell out consistently within an hour for sure, if not within, I don't know, 20 minutes, nine minutes, six minutes. It's a little crazy. It's Honestly, wow. I mean, when I step back and kind of think about my trajectory as a creative entrepreneur, growing from selling paintings for way little money, you know, $1 and $2 and (laughs) oh gosh, don't do that. Please don't do that. But growing from not having any collectors to having just a couple of collectors to having, you know, my mother is my very best collector. My grandmother is an avid fan and I love them dearly for it. But we all start with no collectors. We all start with no buyers. We all start with nothing. And it's just a matter of growth and of being committed to that process of growth and letting growth happen, not only in your business, but also inside of you. It's very important to grow right along with your creative business and right along with your creative work. I talk a lot about letting your work be big and beautiful in the world inside of my course, making artwork inside of the collective, my membership for creative entrepreneurs on this podcast, on my Instagram, really anywhere people will listen to me. (laughs) Basically, I'm talking about letting your work be big and beautiful. But what I'm learning is to grow anything to create anything that is of real worth, you you really do have to be able to go on that journey personally. As a creative and as a creative entrepreneur, nothing comes out of you that doesn't begin inside of you. And what I mean by that is you can't grow a collection of artwork. You can't even create one piece of artwork. You can't grow a creative business unless you're willing to go on that journey as a human, as a person. And that, I don't think, I certainly wasn't taught that in art school, and I certainly wasn't made aware of that until it just kind of began happening inside of my life. And the reason that I noticed that it was happening is because sometimes my business would grow faster than I would grow. Or I would grow um, to a place where I was kind of yearning for more and waiting for my business to catch up. Both of those have happened. Those are both two sides of the same coin. The most painful thing is when you are growing at a slower rate than your business because you are suddenly being stretched like a rubber band and it suddenly becomes n- not the most enjoyable process. But when you can be in harmony with your creative flow, and your creative business, those are three different things, you, your creative work, and your creative business, three different entities that you have to nourish and intentionally grow. When those are all in harmony, 
things are really, really fun and really, really beautiful. And it's the most rewarding career and and calling I could ever imagine if it's right for you, which it is right for me. And I hope it's also right for you if it's if that's why you're here. Okay, that was a little bit of a um of a rabbit trail, but I think it was a valid one. Let's kind of come back to center and talk about how working in collections is amazing, (laughs) in my opinion, Um, how I do it and how I do it well, because this is one thing that I'm happy to own. I create really good collections and I sell them really well. And I am not ashamed of that. I'm not going to be bashful about saying that so authoritatively because it's it's proven to be true. This is something that I do really, really well. Almost, well, not without thinking. That's, no, 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 no. There's a lot of thought that goes into it. But I have practiced this enough that it's just how I show up. It's just what I do in my business at this point. So let's kind of break some things down. What are collections? In my business, selling collections of artwork means that I spend time Um, again, the three parts of myself and of my business, me, my creative work and my business. Those are three different things I have to nourish, as I said. So that means that I've spent time with me, you know, having inspiration, um, gathering things to myself that nourish me, spending time getting ready to create because the creative process begins a hundred percent inside of you before you even get to the studio. You cannot create good, authentic, original work unless you do that self-work first. That's why inspiration matters so much. Showing up for yourself matters so much. Doing um, things that encourage you to succeed as a human, like drinking water, sleeping, eating, taking care of your mental health. These things all matter to your creative practice tremendously, which then matters to your creative business. And then when you show up in your studio, with if you use you know mantras as I do, you're showing up with the intention of creating good work. You're showing up knowing that your abilities are fully present and fully ready to be big and beautiful. You're showing up knowing that your inspiration will not run away. They don't. It doesn't do that. <laughs> inspiration is always accessible to you, and then you can create work that you are truly proud of. Now that process is a journey. And I think a lot of creatives, especially in the instant age of 2021 and you know, how fast things move and how accessible, um, almost like a synthetic form of inspiration is, you know, when you go to Instagram or you go to Pinterest or you go to anywhere online, you look for inspiration or you, you just happen to find inspiration, that inspiration can be real, of course, but more likely than not, it's probably some kind of, I call it synthetic inspiration in, in my personal practice, because to me, it just feels like you are, well, personally, I'll speak, I'll speak for me. It feels like I'm not going through the process of connecting with something from a very natural place. It comes from something outside of me, not something inside of me. All that being said, it can be tempting to look around and see all the beauty that is happening in the world, watching everyone create so much good, good, good work. And then you look down and you're like, oh, that's not very beautiful. Um, The things that I'm making don't match up. The things that I'm making aren't as good as so-and-so's work or wow, they create so much good work and I've only made one thing that's actually good and it can become a comparison um, game and it leads to a lot of wanting to zoom ahead 
wanting to hyperspeed this process that should not be sped up. It should be slow and it should be yours because then it actually becomes part of you. So spend time with this phase of letting yourself create good work because that phase, that process, which might take you years and that's okay. That process leads to deep fulfillment, work that is truly unique and truly original work that comes from something deep within you that you can sustain for the rest of your life versus getting that synthetic inspiration, copying something, letting it just be pretty and lovely and maybe very saleable, sellable, saleable. (laughs) Whenever I say saleable, it sounds like a ship, you know, sailing through the water. Um, But it's not actually something that comes out from within you. It's not something that comes out of you. So step one, gather inspiration, nourish yourself as a human, be a fully present human. And then step two, come into the studio with all of your inspiration stored up within you with your, your personal physical self being healthy and well-equipped to create good work. And then focus on creating your good work. And by the end of that process, you will have built up pieces of artwork Um, In my case, I build up collections that are formed around an idea or formed around a color story or formed around a concept or a subject matter, whatever it may be. And then we kind of tip over into the business side of things. So you, the human, you, the artist creating work, and then the business owner. So when we go to launch the artwork, that would be tipping into the business side of me. And they're all beautiful and I love them all. All the sides are equal and wonderful. But like, I like having that distinction because it helps me to nourish them each intentionally. It helps me to spend time and to value all of their needs, all of my needs, and to be able to care for them individually. Before we go on, I want to make you aware of two things that are really in line with this conversation of creating good work and offering it to the world and growing your business as a creative entrepreneur and as a fine artist. And those are number one, a mini series called share the work that I'm offering beginning on Monday. So it is coming up so soon. I'll be sharing the audio from this video series here on this podcast. So if you're, you know, really comfortable in this platform, you just want to tune in totally fine. If you prefer to watch things and be a part of a community and have like a space dedicated to your, you know, education, then go to emilyjeffordslearn.com and you'll click on a link called share the work inside of that space. You can access the five videos as they come out. You can be a part of our Facebook group. You can just really nourish your creativity. Each video touches on something in the creative process that needs love and needs growth consistently, no matter how far along you are in your career. If you are in year one, just getting started, trying to figure out how to make this whole flow work, this is absolutely perfect for you. If you're a little bit further along in your creative journey and you're looking for space to grow and to be challenged and to really elevate the beauty of what you create, then absolutely join us. It is called Share the Work and it is designed to help you share your creative work better. Each day we have a short 20-ish minute training um, talking about things that really matter as you progress in your creative career developing the mindset of success, knowing how to sell your work better, um, how to know if your art is worth selling, which matters because not all creative work is intended to be sold, which is kind of weird, but true. 
five ways to share your work and get the attention of your collectors. And then the last one is really important. The five lies that creatives believe and five ways we can undo those limiting beliefs and overcome those blocks. Each training is not only really beautiful and inspiring and empowering, but highly practical. I give you what you need to know to grow your business and it's totally free. So join us, join us, join us. Again, go to emilyjeffordslearn.com and click on share the work. There's a, uh, like a header on the website, super easy to find. And I can't wait to see you in there. The next thing I want to share with you is called the creating and collections workbook. And I'll link that right below. Actually, I'll link both of these things right below that way they are more accessible and you can find them easily, but the creating collections workbook will go into everything that we talk about in depth in this podcast episode. Um, but it'll go into a little bit further depth and give you more context and more um, you know, there's some worksheets and there's things for you to work through intentionally with your work and with your collections, but let's dive in. Okay. Let's talk about things that you can do to create your work in collections, to self-represent your own art, to bring your work to the world in the way that you best see fit for your energy flow, for your creativity, for your sales desires, for all the things you have complete creative and, uh, not only control, but you can craft the career that is right for you. You can craft the career that's right for your energy and right for your ideas. And it's so much fun, <laughs> but it does come with some extra challenges because not only are you having to create the work and you know really pour yourself into that process, but you also are now in charge of marketing and selling your own work, which that's what a gallery typically does for you. In theory, when you work with the gallery, when they represent your work, you are in charge of creating beautiful work that comes from a place deep within you and it's meaningful and it's impactful for you and for the audience. But the gallery in theory handles the sales. They handle the marketing and the selling of the work, which is amazing. If you choose to self-represent your work, you're then taking on both of those roles, which is why you keep the full profit because you're paying yourself for not only the creative work, but then also for the marketing and selling of the work. So keep that in mind. The first thing that's the most important to do when you are taking on this responsibility of selling your own work, you are now the person in charge of marketing and sales, which is no small task, but the most easy and effective way to sell your work is to share the joy of creativity. So when I think about this, I'm thinking I'm going to share the joy of the creative process. I'm going to share the joy of gathering inspiration. I'm going to share the joy of actually creating the work. I'm going to share the joy of how wonderful it feels to live with art, to live with creativity, to live with this kind of way of being in the world that includes existing alongside beauty. It's very special to live with artwork. And I want to share that, that joy with my audience. Um, so the first thing is to share the joy of what it means to value art, to value creativity, and to let all of that be part of your life and part of your audience's life. And the more they can really sense that joy, the more desirable it becomes and the more they want to buy your work themselves because it's so wonderful. So tap into your joy, share bits of your process, and your audience is going to begin to pay attention and begin to value what you're offering as well. So make it into a celebration and you can do this via social media, via your email newsletter, via your website, via um, however you share your work in person, all kinds of ways. So 
what does the collection model look like and how does it flow? Let's talk about the flow of this model. Number one is to create good work. You know, like I said, you have to go inward and gather inspiration and then translate that inspiration into good work in your studio, create good work. The next is to build that body of work. So you're not only creating one piece, but you're creating a whole series of pieces of good work. And then we enter out of the creative phase and into the photography listing and launching phase. So these phases are a little bit faster usually. Usually the creative process takes me personally between three and 12 months to create the body of work. And I'll be doing multiple things at once. I'm not just focusing 12 months on this one collection, but um, it does take me a while to build up this body of work. So I'll do the creative phase. And during this phase, I'm sharing the joy, I'm sharing the process, I'm sharing about the collection release. I have the date planned loosely or definitively, depending on you know, how close we are to the actual date itself. And I've begun sharing the entire vibe of the collection and why it's meaningful and beautiful and special. Okay, so that's all happened. Now we enter into the photography phase. So I've finished the work, it's done, it's signed, it's good, it's, it's finished. And now we enter the photography phase. The photography phase has two sides in my, in my practice. One side is photography for the listings. Because I sell my work online and I need to communicate the value of that work clearly, clearly with my audience, the most effective way to communicate value is via your photographs. If people can't feel your work in person, they can't smell it with their nose, they can't look at it with their eyes, they can't be in its presence with their bodies, the only thing they have to go on when they consider the value of your work is the photographs that you offer. It's as simple as that. So if your photographs are not selling for you, they are actually repelling your audience. And I don't want that for you or for your work. So photography is a very important phase. So I do photography for listings, which would include, um, you know, beautiful product shots, beautiful angle shots, lifestyle shots, all the things. And I'm also photographing for reproductions and that's a different photography style, different photography needs. Usually they don't happen at the same time. We usually do product photography and then reproduction photography secondarily. Okay, and then we enter the listing phase. This is where we begin listing the work on my website. Now, again, I represent my work via mostly online sales because I like the autonomy, I like the freedom, the flexibility that offers me and the control it offers me. I get to present my work to the world in a certain way. And my website acts very much like a gallery opening, very much like a space that people get to come into feel the work, get to know the work, learn about it, read about it, maybe even listen to something about it. And then they enter into the purchasing area of my site. So I like to do it a little bit more. It's not the best for conversion. If you think, you know, strategically people come to your site, they want to click as few buttons as possible to get to checkout. They want to just come in buy, done. Well, I don't really follow that model with collections. I do with prints. With prints, I want to make it really easy to come to my site, click on the homepage, go to, you know, essentially go right to the checkout page with a print. But with the collections, I like to give people space to kind of settle in and to consider the work, to be with the work a little bit, because I do treat it like a gallery opening and a space to experience the work as much as possible via a computer screen. <laughs> I know there are limitations to that, but I, I think it's working fairly well. 
The listing phase is when I create that space. I create that place on my, on my website that feels immersive and beautiful. And if you want an example of this, go to my site and click on the quiet adventure collection. And you'll see kind of what I mean by giving people space to get to know the work, to experience the work before they enter into the buying side of things. But then they click into the, into the listings themselves and they can see the product listings and you know find the work and purchase the work pretty easily from there. Okay, so we have the creative phase, the photography phase, the listing phase, which is kind of the website building phase and making it a beautiful space online. If you wanna go that route, you could also have collection releases where you, you sell the work in person at a show or at a, an art fair or in your own living room, whatever feels best to you. You can get very creative with this. There are no, there are no wrong answers. That's the fun of, like you get to create something that works for you, which is amazing. And then we have the launching phase. So you've created the work, you've talked about it, you've marketed it well, and now we launch the work. Now, this is the part where people kind of might make a mistake. And what I mean by that is your audience is not listening to you all the time. Even right now, some of you need to come back. Some of you have kind of wandered off and you're not fully paying attention. This is your callback, exactly what I mean right now you have to call your audience back to what you're saying so often because sometimes they're not fully listening and that's fine. We're all busy humans. I get it. Trust me. I understand completely. So if you have said, Hey, I have a collection release coming on Tuesday. If you said that one time, your audience has not even begun to hear you yet. When I have a collection release, I talk about it so many times inside of making our work, the course that I teach for creative entrepreneurs, which PS opens for enrollment on the 18th of February, very, very soon. Inside of that course, we talk about creating collections and about launching collections. And I give my students a recipe, a step-by-step -step guide towards launching collections. And within that guide, we talk about how often to do this. And it is so often, it is so often. The earlier you can begin talking about your collection and bringing it front of mind, putting it in people's hearts, the better your collection launch will, will be. You also have the responsibility of training your audience to trust you and to show up with you in a certain way. You get to control everything about your creative career, including how people expect to meet you. And the more trustworthy you can be, the more they will respond in the future. Now this takes time, it's not overnight. You can't you know, say, hey, trust me, it's coming. You don't wanna say that, it's kind of weird. But what you're really doing, the more you do this and the more effectively you do it, the more you're saying, hey, I'm asking you to show up in this way because my art is ready to be appreciated. And then they do. And the more consistently you can say that and convince them that it's, you know, it's worth their energy, it's worth their precious time, which time is so precious and energy is so scarce. So the more you can consistently make that worth their valuable time and love and energy, the more they will show up consistently and, and be ready to show up in that way for you. So the launching phase is where most people kind of make a mistake because maybe they don't properly market until the very end of this process. When in reality, as I tell my students instead of making your work, you need to properly market for months in advance. This is not a quick flash surprise launch. These launches need to be nourishing and nurturing. That way people know to show up in the right way. Okay, so then you launch the work, you sell the work, you, you have it available, people can purchase it. Yay, very exciting. 
when your work sells, it's incredible. And like I said, that trust process, that that um, you know, creating that relationship of of honor and respect with your audience and honoring their time and their energy and having them trust you and your process, it leads to phenomenal results. Now, like I said, I've been doing this for quite a while. Back in 2000 and I think 2010, I began selling my work consistently. I launched my first collection in 2013, I believe, maybe 2014, but I'm pretty sure it was, it was the fall of 2013. Um, so it's been a while since I've been doing this and I've been doing it very consistently since then, but it works. Now my collections consistently sell out very quickly, very effectively to buyers that are informed and excited and eager. And it's what a delight. It's just amazing. It's just every single time I'm nervous. I'm excited. I have butterflies and every time they show up with, with so much consistency, it's incredible. Okay. But if your work does not sell out in six minutes, <laughs> that's fine. I want to say this clearly. If you are kind of like Emily, that's not how it works for me. Guess what? That is normal. That is good that is completely fine. There is nothing wrong with you. There is nothing wrong with your work. There is nothing wrong with your audience. What that means is your work is taking time to connect. And that's a beautiful thing. Artwork is a connective emotional product. You're not selling shoes. You're not selling noodles. You're not selling tomatoes. You're selling artwork. Artwork is an emotional purchase. It is an emotional connection that you get to have with your audience. You're communicating something with them and they are responding by admiring and by looking and possibly even by purchasing. If your work is taking a moment to sell, give it space to speak. This is the next problem that I see artists making consistently. They launch their work. Maybe they don't market it effectively enough. And then they go to sell their work and some things sell, but some things don't sell or maybe nothing sells, and they're instantly deflated, embarrassed, and ashamed, and they back away. That is not doing your work a good service. That is not honoring your work. Your artwork is fine. Your artwork is beautiful. There's nothing wrong with your work. The only issue is your audience has not been taught to respond to your work in a certain way. They have not been taught to show up for your work in a certain way. So what you have to do now is give your work space to have a voice, give your work that pedestal that it adequately deserves. It is so beautiful, so meaningful. It needs to be big and beautiful in the world. And you are the only one that can make that happen. So even if you have pieces left over, even if they don't sell out in 10 minutes, they are still valid and beautiful and worthy. So don't hide them. Don't hide you. Just let your work have that pedestal that it deserves. And that brings us into the post launch, which is where you not only continue selling the work that hasn't sold yet, which is 100% fine, but you package and ship work that has sold, you um, continue elevating the work and you continue working on your next collection, which is amazing. All right, let's dig into each of these a little bit more because I know that there's so many more details. And again, there's a link right below for a beautiful workbook that you can use to you know, really help you understand and conceptualize each of these phases in more detail and in better, you know, better clarity. There are workbook pages inside of there for inspiration mapping and building your collection. And it's really, really helpful. So download that, but I'm going to quickly give you a few more pointers on each of these phases. Again, the phases are create, photograph, list, launch, and post launch. 
Okay, let's talk a little bit more about creating. A lot of times I get questions about how to build collections, how to make a collection well-rounded and full, but not too full, and you know how to kind of corral all of your brilliant ideas because they're all so good, I understand. Really the nice thing about this phase is, again, you have creative control. So kind of scale it back a little bit. If you're feeling nervous about you know what to include in your collection or you have too many ideas, what would you put in a gallery show? If you had a gallery solo show, what would you fill that show with? And is there anything that unifies that, that vision or that body of work? Now, it could be completely different in subject matters, but the same theme or the same idea. It could be all the same subject matter, but with different mediums. It could be different mediums, but different, you know, just you can, you can really get creative. You can create a series of work with the color blue and call everything the blue collection. You can create a series of work based on a location or um, botanical work or portraits or whatever you want. You have so much creative control. Don't let um, some limiting belief around parameters or collection bodies of work hold you back. Just just be free. As long as you can lump it into and lump what a gross word. <laughs> as long as you can group or collect the ideas underneath an umbrella, you're fine. You you're good to go. If you need more direction, again, there's a an inspiration mapping worksheet inside of the workbook. So download that and you can work for that. And it'll provide a lot of clarity, I think. Okay, next, photography. Again, like I said, your photography is the only way you can establish the value of your work if you're selling your work online. It's as simple as that. If you have bad photos, your work will not be elevated. If you have photos that don't share its quality, people won't know how beautiful it is. So your photography really, really matters. The aesthetics of your work need to be communicated clearly. You are the art director. You get to say, this is what I'm envisioning, even if you work with the photographer or you hire yourself to be the photographer. However you do that, you are in charge of that vision and communicating that vision clearly. Now, the kinds of photos that you might want, kind of your shot list, if you wanna call it that, you need to have a photo of the full piece, whether you have a painting or a sculpture or a shirt or whatever you're selling. Communicate it clearly and simply on a simple background or in a simple environment. That way the piece itself can be elevated clearly. Number two, you need detail shots. So these are close-ups, these are angles, these are photos of details, things that make the piece what it is. Again, what would someone look at if they were holding it in their own two hands? How would they zoom in, so to speak, and really look closely at some details and then photograph those for them? Next, a lifestyle or an environment shot just to kind of show how it feels to live with the piece and to live in its presence or how they can decorate with it or how they can use it. That kind of how will their life be better once they purchase whatever you're offering. And then I like to include an extra um, an extra shot, which you don't have to, but I enjoy this, the behind the scenes photographs. In the process of creativity, how does it feel to be with the work? How did it develop? How was it made? Those kinds of photographs are interesting and they provide a lot of context for how valuable it is because if someone can see how much intentionality went into the creative process, then they're more likely to establish or to understand why it's priced how it's priced or why you are elevating it so much. So the shot list is really, really important in that process. Okay, the next phase is the listing phase. And as I said before, you're marketing throughout the entire process. You're not you're never not marketing this collection to various degrees. All right, on the listing phase, if you're presenting your work on your website, make sure that your website feels 
delightful. I wrote in the workbook, help your website visitors dance. And what I mean mean by that is help them move through your site in a way that feels really organic and natural and flowing and brings them on an emotional journey with you. So this can be complex or it can be simple. It's up to you. Again, your images matter. So use so much good photography, let them see so many beautiful photos of your work and really just present your work in the most elegant and beautiful light. Um, your platform doesn't matter quite so much. You can use Shopify, Squarespace, Etsy, WordPress. There are so many platforms. Don't let that be a hang up and just, you know, move through whatever you have, but think, how can I use the site that I currently have or, or even the Etsy shop that I currently have to best elevate this new collection, to best share its beauty, its quality, its meaning, get people time and space to sink into the work and really appreciate it. Inside of the workbook, I also share the six parts of a good listing. I'll let you read through those because they're very practical and very, very helpful. Your actual listings are where people will actually purchase the work. So those are important to get right, of course. And then next we have the launch, which is the most exciting day of all. You finished this beautiful process. You're probably kind of nervous and excited at this point. The work is about to go live and the launching is when you actually get to make it live in the world and it actually gets to be public and people can see it and feel it. And I want to reiterate this right now. If you have gotten to this point in the process and you've created beautiful work, you've grown a body of work to the place where it is ready to be photographed and you've built a website presence for it and it's ready for the world. I want you to take a moment right here and tell yourself you have already accomplished everything that you needed to do. You've already accomplished beauty and great things. And that alone is an accomplishment and you should be very, very, very proud of yourself. Now I say that at this phase because our external validation comes in the form of sales when when it's, you know, when we're at this phase in the process. And I want you to validate all of your efforts up to this point because they are all so good and they are very valuable. What happens after this isn't really in your hands anymore. I mean, you have the chance to market and to elevate the work and to bring it to the world effectively. And again, put it on that pedestal, give it a voice, give it space, but you've done your part. You've brought the work into existence and shared it with the world so beautifully. The rest isn't up to you. So because you can't control that part, let it go and be proud of what you have accomplished on your side of things. There's a really helpful page in the workbook called a good launch. And I'm going to read part of it to you because it's just really practical. There are four sides to a successful launch. All of them must work in harmony to get the results that you're dreaming of. So when my launches sell out in six or 10 or 30 minutes, It's because all of these parts are working in harmony, quality work, which means that I showed up in the studio and I created work that is good quality work, good work, um, a good website presence with good images, good storytelling, clear links, direct messaging, easy to access, effective copy, all the things. Number three is an informed audience. Again, if your audience is only hearing about this collection launch once or twice or five times, they have not begun to hear you. You have to say it so often and so, so, so clearly. Clarify the details of the collection release so thoroughly and so consistently across multiple platforms, not just on Instagram, not just via your newsletter, but across all platforms, wherever your audience lives, meet them there. 
and an excited audience. So the four parts of a good launch, quality work, good website presence, an informed audience, an excited audience. If you can get those parts working in harmony, you're going to be you're going to be so set up for success. It's going to be so much fun and I'm so excited for you. Okay. Download the guide. There's a marketing quick guide in here, which is really, really helpful. Again, I'll link this right below that way you can access it and you are going to do phenomenally well with your collection releases. And I'm so excited for you. If you get this guide and you're like, this is amazing. Yes, yes, yes. But you're kind of wanting a little bit more. I got you join making artwork. It is designed for your success. It's designed to help artists and creatives grow their businesses, create businesses that are sustainable and profitable and thriving. And it's, it's a beautiful course. It's 12 weeks long. There's a lot of content. It's kind of, it's been described as an MBA for creatives and it absolutely is. The community is so nourishing and so encouraging. The course content is from my heart. I know how this feels. I know how to grow a creative business. I also know what it means to be a creative, which is a vulnerable act, an act of generosity, but an act that can often be kind of scary. And I feel that intimately. Every time I launch a collection, I feel it like, oh my gosh, the nerves, the energy, the excitement, it's all fully present inside of me as well. So I know how this feels. I know how brave and how beautiful it is to go on this journey. There's a link right below. You can click to learn more and then join us on February 18th. I would love to see you in there. All right, guys, may you be well, may you create good work, and may you always do it for the process. Bye for now.